of Malachi. And while you're going there, I want to thank God for those that are visiting with us. If you need a Bible, lift up your hand. And we, you lift up your hand if you need a Bible. The book of Malachi. Amen. I thank, again, I want to thank those that are visiting with us this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mm. So wonderful to see everyone in the house of the Lord. It really is. Amen. One of these days we're going to get everybody here. We get everybody here. We ain't going to have no place to sit. Amen. We got... Amen. God preparing the way. He's preparing the way for us. Amen. He is preparing the way. You find your place in Malachi chapter 1. Amen. And uh, verse, go down to verse 6. And you wait and you get there. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet again as we read the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to read. I want you to follow along with me. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Amen. Can we have everyone to stand for the reading of the word of God that can stand? Hallelujah. And, uh, oh, by the way, we're going to, uh, as I was thinking about our young people, we want to get them involved in ministry, those that are they're, they're more than capable of, of doing ministry. We want to get them involved. They have a gift, just like Jerry. They have a gift that they want to give and that, they, that we need to receive as well. Uh, you have Malachi 1, chapter 1, verse 6, and uh, it reads, A son honor his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised my name? As you know, we have begun a series of messages here last week called Honor. And the first message that we had, uh, we, we, the foundational message, we laid a very strong foundation last week. And that foundation was the Lord saying to us through the messenger, through the preaching of Malachi, saying, where is my honor? Where is my honor? Today I want to move a little, uh, move forward in this same series with the same spirit of honor upon it called honoring the Lord in my giving or my giving. Somebody say honoring the Lord. Honoring the Lord. My, giving. my giving. Hallelujah. Now look at your neighbor, give him a high five and say it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. You may take your seats in the presence of our life-changing king. We thank God for our young folks that are here in the service, the little ones that are here with us. Uh, praise God. We thank God for your patience and putting up with us adults. Amen. Hallelujah. But we, can't, we, we pray that they're capturing something. They're catching a glimpse that they're going to imitate us. Amen. Hallelujah. And what we do uh, uh, unto the Lord. Uh, again, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. As I had said earlier, we started a, a series of messages on, yesterday, on last week. Uh, call honor and the, the the message and the notes that first message if you have not heard it I, I um, ask that you get out there and hear it because it laid a lot of foundation I will I will cover some of those things today as we move forward uh, but I cannot get into the detail in which I got into last week um, one thing I want to say about the word honor the word honor means to esteem and also to respect uh, to 
Titus to give him the reverence and the, the homage that he uh, deserves. And he alone is worthy of all the highest honor that we can give. And we all must understand that uh, honor comes out of God. Matter of fact, in Romans chapter 13, it talks about that how all order has been established or ordained by him. Uh, when we say all order, we're talking about all uh, places of authority and position has been set up by God. And, and so he has established, so if there's any honor that goes to anyone, know that God has established in everything. And, 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 and he is to receive, amen, the honor, amen, uh, all honor and all glory belongs to him and him alone. Now, we honor other people out of the revelation of who he is. And when we don't have a revelation of who he is and we begin to honor someone else, just like me honoring Jared here, if I honored Jared and did not honor God, you hear what I'm saying? Well, I, it, that would be dishonor. You hear what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that whoever we honor, we got to make sure that we are people of honor. What you mean? That we honor the Lord thy God because we can even lift up the preacher higher than we lift up God. But we got to honor the preacher, but your, your, your ability to honor the preacher should be out of your flow of how you honor God. You honor your man of God because you honor God, amen? And because God, because you got a relationship with God, and because your relationship is so knit with God, you know that your man of God, a woman of God, got a relationship with God, you're going to honor them too. But if you got a relationship with God, and you should know if your man or woman of God does not have a relationship with the Lord. Amen? Because if you honor God, he's going to honor you. He's not going to let you be in the dark about anything or anyone or anything or anyone. He, he will not let you walk in the dark about that particular thing. And so we must, we, so we must honor him and give him the honor which is due uh, uh, his, his name. Uh, as I, uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but John Chapter 5, um, uh, hold your place here. We're going to turn. We're coming right back to Malachi. Um, hold your place here. We'll, we'll, no, we're not going to We will come back to Malachi, but it'll be in a little while. All right. Uh, I wasn't going to go here, but go to John 5 and 23. 5 and 23. John 5 and 23. Because as we honor the Father, we, we, we must take uh, note and knowledge that uh, uh, we must honor uh, the Son as well, because him and the Son are one, and uh, also that we honor the Holy Spirit. John, uh, what, what scripture did I say? John 5, okay, in verse 23, okay. When you get there, please say amen. John 5, verse 23, it says uh, that all men uh, 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 shall, uh, should honor the Son even as they honor what? The Father. This is Jesus speaking. This is red letters. He says that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which has what? Sent him. And so when we understand that we're honoring, we're talking about honoring the Lord thy God. When we're talking about honoring him. We're talking about honoring the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit because he says you got to honor the one that the Father sent. So if we honor God, we honor everything that he sent. He sent his son. He sent the Holy Spirit. Amen. He sent all that. So we want to, when we talk about honor, we're talking about honoring the Godhead. Amen. We're talking about honoring him, and we must honor him. And we found out last week, how do we give proper honor to God? How do we give proper honor to God? Uh, one of the first things that we said is that I must understand who God is. I must understand who God is because I cannot give honor to someone that I do not know. 
So if I'm going to give God honor, and God is asking where is my honor, I, I, I can only honor people to the degree that I know them. I, I, I rarely give honor. The Bible says give honor where honor is due. But usually I'm going to give honor to people that I know. Amen. I'm not just going to give folks honor just, you know, arbitrarily. But it's because I have a relationship and I know them and I can honor them for what they have done. Now, I might honor a soldier, but I know what they have done. It has been communicated unto me what they have done. But I'm here to tell you, and I made this statement last week. Uh, we were over in Romans and we went to some other places. But the Lord says, son, I need you to bring this forth to the body of Christ. Because the, the, the people, of not only the people, I expect one thing outside the house, but there's one thing I do need to know in the house is that the people of God, they honor me. They honor me. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that says that they, they, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That's scripture. That's in Old and New Testament. That we honor him. And what the Lord said, I don't want you to honor me just with your lips. I want you to honor me with your heart. I don't want your heart to be far from me. And what I'm saying unto us as men and women of God, we don't want to be caught up in just saying the right things. Just saying the right things and sounding good and, and have the, the cliches of the, uh, of the kingdom. No, we want to be men and women that truly love God. I'm telling you, that last song that y'all sung there, I mean, that, 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 that this should be a, the Bethel thing, the, the house of God. And, and, and I was thinking, and I like how you're talking about, I want to be. I want to be a house. I want to, the Bible talks about us being a vessel of honor or dishonor. You know, we want to be a vessel of honor. We want to be a house of worship. We want to be a place where God dwells. We want to be a place in which God can honor. And, 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 but, but we must honor him. So we must understand, uh, 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 must understand who is God if you're going to honor him. Who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Now, I'm not going to be able to tell you all that today, but I'm just telling you that as you come to God, as you are, as you, uh, uh, first of all, receive his Son, his Lord, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that came, died, and rose again, amen, that we could be redeemed back. See, the Son came back that we can be uh, uh, reconciled unto the Father. And it's the Father's desire to love us. It's the Father's desire uh, 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 that, that we worship him and that, to know that he is our creator. He formed us. He fashioned us. He counted the number of hairs on our head. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world, and all that is within it. It belongs to him and him alone. And so he wants us to understand this. So we must get this understanding of who God is. And we, we, we brought the example, and you can see it all through the word of God, uh, uh, that we brought the example of how Moses, how Moses uh, uh, in his day, that when he says, show me your glory, that word glory is also deals with weightiness. It deals with the, the honor of God, uh, the glory of God. When he asked God, he says, God, show me your glory. God told, we, we, we know what God told him. No, God told him, he says, now, I want you to get up in the mountain. And when you get up in your mountain, this is what he said, I'm going to proclaim my name unto you. See, what God wants us to know is who he is. And when you come into an intimate relationship and when you cry out and say, God, I want to know you, the first thing he's going to show you is who he is. He says, I'm going to, sh I'm going to proclaim my name. The second thing he says, oh my God, he said, my goodness is going to pass by you. God wants us to understand that he is good. He wants us to understand, amen, that his name, he proclaims his name unto us. He wants us, amen, to understand who he is. I always say that our father, our, our father, he is a loving, caring, sharing heavenly father. He said, I'll be graceful to whom I be graceful. I'll be merciful to whom I be merciful unto. So we must understand that God is love. Somebody say, God is love. 
See, God loving you if you don't want to even recognize or deny. God loving you even when you are dishonoring him. God still loves us. I'm telling you, that's enough for me to shout about right there. God still loves me when I'm doing my own thing and doing it my own way. God still loves me. And when we know that we serve a God like that, why can't we honor him? And God is asking, where is my honor? Where is my honor? He said, I need you to declare this. He showed me. He said, man, people, uh, church folks are honoring their dogs more than they honor God. They honor their animals. See, this is where the thing that got mixed up. We're worshiping the, 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 what? the creature more than we're worshiping the creator himself. And God said, anything that, that you give more time, do you give more energy to, you give more worship to, uh, I, I, he calls it an idol. You're dishonoring him. Now, God wants you to have a pet. God wants you to have all those things, but he don't want them to have you. He don't want you to honor that over honoring him. Our God, he is saying, he's asking about through Malachi, he's coming, he's saying, where is my honor? Where is my honor? So not only must we understand who God is, but we must understand what God wants. What does God want? What does God want with me, pastor? He wants you. He wants every bit of us. He wants us to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Why is that, Pastor? Because he gave his only begotten son. He gave his all. He bankrupt hell. He gave his all for us. And so he wants all back. He wants us to be his sons, his daughter, his children. He wants us to grow up and mature and be the sons of God. That's what God wants. He wants you. He wants the complete, he wants all of us. He wants us again to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wants us to do this. This is what God wants. He wants us to honor him. He wants us to know him as father. He wants us to yield our will unto his will. He wants us, amen, to love him like we love us. He wants his honor. He wants his honor. And so this is what this whole series of messages are about. And even with the young people that are here, man, God has blessed y'all guys. Man, you don't know he has given you life. Young people are dying every day. And you must understand that God, I know you're going to school. I know you think you, you're ahead. I, I understand where you're at. And I can, I, I can relate to where you're at. Been there, done that. But all you got to do is look, 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 look. Let me tell you something, young people. Instead of you trying to be your own, cut your own trail and all that, amen, look, 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 find you an example of God. And I pray that it is in your house. Look at your mama and daddy. They done been where you been. And they doing what they doing, amen, and you need to look at them as being an example of that. And when you look at them, amen, you should see God. You should see God in them, the love that God has, the chastising that God, when they have to correct you and do those things, they're doing it for your good. They're doing it because they want you to honor God. I'm telling you, when you dishonor God, there is a consequence and a penalty to it. God still loves you, but what kind of father would not do something, chastise their child? Amen? You, got to, you, you may do something out of the will of God. Look, there will be some fallout. There will be some fallout and some consequences of disobeying God. I don't have time to go here. We're going to go here in, in upcoming weeks, but it's a part of my study that I've been studying in this thing. Where I was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. But there was something about the two different kings, King Nebuchadnezzar and King Darius. 
King Nebuchadnezzar, he was one that did not honor God. He honored the people of God, but he did not honor God. I mean, he, he look, he would say, he, he would say, now, don't, he, he promoted them. He, he tell the whole kingdom, do this for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, honor their God. He tell everybody to do that, but he would not do that. He would not do that. I'm, I'm here to tell you. But, but, but thank God, say, God, there's a God of a second chance. He finally dealt with Nebuchadnezzar. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, look, look, because, you know, he kept having them dreams, and Daniel was the only one that can interpret it. I don't know why I'm, look, I, this is next week or some other time. But what I'm saying is, I'm telling you, he got to honor God, and he did not honor God. And because he did not honor God, you know what took place? He said, boy, your fingernails going to grow. You're going to eat from the ground. You're going to do all of that. You're going to become like an animal. This boy was over the kingdom and everything. And look, that very day he walked through, he said, boy, isn't this my place? Look, look at my kingdom. He, he was giving self-honor to himself. That very self-same hour, yeah. the Bible said. That prophecy, that dream that he had dreamed, and the, and the interpretation of the dream that came from Daniel, that thing went into action. But the Bible says when he was down there, them days and years, that it was down there, finally he looked up to heaven. He looked up to heaven, and when he began to look up to heaven and call upon the God, the, what did he call it? A living, the, the most high, the living God. Because he realized those gods that he was serving was a dead God. And I'm here to tell you, you got to, you got to take an inventory of your life and say, what am I worshiping above God? And you got to ask you, is that God going to deliver you? Is that God going to, because look, if you're going to go with that God, go head on with that God. This is how Joshua said, for, for it's me and my house, this day we're going to what? Serve the Lord. We're going with the Lord. And we must go with the Lord. God is looking, see, God is looking for people that will honor him because he needs to do something in the earth and he can only do it through vessels that honor him. That, that honor him. He don't, he's not going to bring his glory up on a double-minded person. He's not going to, that's just not God. It's just not God. And so we must understand what spirit are we allowing to operate in our lives? What spirit are we allowing to operate in our lives? But God said, he told uh, uh, in the book of Samuel, he said, he told uh, Eli, he says, Eli, you've, you've honored your sons above me. And he says, I honor them that honor me. And he says, and those that despise me, I will lightly esteem. God is looking for people that are going to honor him. But Nebuchadnezzar came to his senses and he began to honor God. And the Bible says he, he, he dies sitting on the throne. You hear what I'm saying? He dies standing on top so God can recover. He can redeem, amen. He can't do that. Now, Darius was a little different. Darius, amen, Darius loved God from the beginning. Now, the people tried to do a, a thing on Daniel and got Daniel in the lines then because they told a lie on him. I want you to know that when you honor God, God got your back. They tried to lie on him about, you know, they, they went to the king and set up a decree. They said, king, set this decree up here. Man, why am I preaching? This isn't anyone's supposed to be preaching. He said, he said set a decree, decree up that, that says, now, we don't want anybody that's going to uh, 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 worship anyone else or pray to anyone else for the next 30 days. No sooner that happened, Daniel was doing his thing. Daniel was going, and that, not that Daniel even knew about it, but that was Daniel. Daniel, the Bible says, Daniel sought to God three times a day. The Bible says Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was 10 times wiser than anybody in the king's court. What I'm telling you, when you honor God, you will always be wiser than this world. 
We sitting here, man, thinking this world going to give us some wisdom. I'm telling you, you cannot be, you cannot be God in his wisdom because his wisdom comes from what? Above. And he says, if any man lack wisdom, let him what? Ask to God. Holly, he going to give it to you, man, liberally. But you got to honor him. And when you honor him, he'll download on you. He'll put something up on you, man, that the world can't deliver. Can't no textbook, can't no professor, nobody deliver what the most high God can deliver. I'm here to tell you, man, God is the real deal. He is the real deal Holy Field. He the real McCoy. I mean, ain't nobody else like him. And that's what we got to come to this place. We got to understand who God is. And we got to understand what does God want? He want all of you. He want all of me. And when he gets all of us, I'm telling you, he will bless you beyond what you could even imagine or think according to the power that's on the inside of you. God going to bless you because he is on the inside of you and he cannot do nothing but bless you when he comes and when we honor him. So we want to honor Now, Darius, you know what happened with Darius. Darius, they done duped Darius, the king, the other presidents and all the captains and all the folks in the field. They duped Darius into signing an agreement that said, if anybody pray over 30 days, you got to deal with him. You know what happened? Daniel was doing his thing. They insult the Lord all the time. Amen. The Bible said they that meditate upon the word, what? Day and night. Whatsoever they do shall prosper. Whatsoever they go shall prosper. Amen. Daniel prospered. His leaf did not wither. He didn't care. Look, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in captivity. Oh, my God. You, you can be in captivity and God will bless you. Oh, it ain't relocated where you working at. It ain't relocated where you living at. It ain't relocated who you are. It's relocated of who he is, and you allow him to flow through you. Them boys was in captivity. They were in bondage up under there, and God had elevated them in the midst of that. What I'm saying, God is a God of promotion. He'll promote you right where you at. Amen. If you begin to honor him, he will promote you. He will promote you in this thing. So you know what happened? They told the lies, and then they got the king. And they convinced Darius, Darius, you wrote it out, you signed the decree, and this is what they said. Now, you got to, you got to stand up to your word then. Now, you know, you know Daniel. Now, we want you to know the report, Daniel. Daniel over there praying to his God. Daniel over there praying to his God. Boy, they rushed over there. They said, boy, so he called Daniel because the decree was if whoever does, they're going to get thrown into the lines then. Boy, now, this was a different spirit with Darius. Darius knew not only did he honor uh, the man of God, but he honored his God. He honored God. This is what Darius knew that they were wrong, but he had he had to stand uh, uh, by the decree that he had set up that they had they had they had bamboozled him to sign and to do. But I'm telling you, boy, God is a God that will redeem. God is a God that will repay you. I'm telling you, He's a God that will repay. You know what happened? Daniel went up in there, and this is what Darius said. Darius said, he said, he said, uh, he, he was upset that he had to do this, and then he told Daniel, he said, Daniel. He said, Daniel, he says, I know that your, 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 your king, the, the living God is going to deliver you. But he was nervous to put him in there. And they set that rock upon there. And man, that, that, look, the king Darius twisted and turned all night long. The next morning he went down there and, and he hollered, Daniel, Daniel, are you in there? And then he said, he said, this was saying, all praise to the king. Amen. And the Lord, yes, sir. He hollered out of that thing. They moved that rock. He come out of there. And this, this was the end of the story. Everybody that set him up. He says, you go get those presidents. You go get the captains, their wives, the children, and everything. And guess what? They 
threw them in that dying, that lion's den. I'm telling you, you honor God, can't nobody, can't nobody do you wrong when you honor God. They can talk about you all they want to. They can do all those things, but I'm here to tell you, God got your back. God, it's a, yo, yeah, you will come out strong. Yeah, you don't have to defend yourself. God will defend you. But I'm here to tell you, this is what the Lord is asking. We got to ask ourselves, who is God? We got to ask that as individuals. Who is God? You got to know God for yourself in order to honor him. You can't honor grandma's God. That, that's what, the, that's what the, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he was honoring. He seen God, but each and every person that is here, young and old, you got to come to the recognition of yourself. Who is God to me? Not to my mom and to my daddy. Who is God to me? And then number two, what does God want from me? God wants your life. He wants your life. Why he wants your life? Because he gave you life. And he wants you to give back unto him what he gave unto you. The third thing that we must understand when we come to, to understand how we give proper honor to the Lord thy God, not we must just understand uh, who God is and what he wants, but you got to come to the realization and you got to ask yourself this question. Am I willing to be corrected? Nebuchadnezzar was corrected and he received the corrected of the Lord and when he received the correction of the Lord, he received the blessing of the Lord. This is what uh, um, Malachi is dealing with right here in Malachi. He's dealing with the priests. He, he, he's, he's asking them, you have despised and defiled the, 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 the offering of the Lord, the altar and the offering of the Lord. You have made it something that's less than what it really is. And, and he's, dealing, he's dealing with them. And so he's correcting them, hoping that they're going to get back right. He said, man, you done treated your wife in such a way. You done treated the brethren. You done done all these things. He's, he's employing them. And he's telling them, he says, man, God loves you. And then, then he, says, when, he says, God loves you. And y'all ask, well, how do God love us? Then he said, y'all despise God. And y'all ask, well, why, how do we despise God? And what I'm saying unto you is this. Is this, are we willing to be corrected that we may honor God? Now, I don't know about you, but, and I'm, I'm being transparent here. Uh, the, the kids were kind of having a sleep in this morning. And Pastor Angie got a certain time where we busting out that door. She has a certain time. And so she was trying to tell the boys, get up, get up, yeah, yeah, get up, 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 get up. Finally, she stopped and said, I was down looking over my notes and stuff downstairs. Finally, she stopped and she says, Eric. Okay, okay, oh, Lord, what, the, what, the, what she want? Uh, you need to come up here. And what she was saying was, look, it's time for some authority to come up Not that she's not in authority. See, but what our children don't understand, the Bible says to honor your father and your mother, that it'll be what long life, that you, you be around here for a little while. You know what I'm saying? So they won't honor and mama. Now it's time for these size 12s and a half to hit the stairs, brother. First thing I holler, Matthew. Matthew say, yeah, daddy. Roll call. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, uh, go up in there. Yeah, one having the battle of the blankets. <laughs> Joshua laying up in there like he and I said, boy, didn't your mother come? She don't need to come in here twice and say something to you. Now, I need you to get up now. And so I went on back downstairs, my Charles. Amen. Then I found a holler that Matt, Matt came. He said, yeah, dad. I say, is Joshua up? He said, he up, dad. Because Josh know if he won't up. If I had to come back up, Amen. Amen. you know what I'm saying? 
But what I'm saying, I'm trying to show you honor in a practical sense. Just like you want your kids to honor you, God wants us to honor him. It's no different. That's, that's the type of honor that he wants. You know, you know so, so my, my, my son, they got to know me in order to honor me. Amen. They got to know me. You know, yeah, we got to know God. And then we got to know what God wants. And as a man in his house with his children, I want the honor that is due me in my house. And my kids aren't going to run my house and run roughshod and do what they want to do, come in when they want to do, and do all of that. Look, when it's time for you to do that, it's time for you to find your what? Own place. I don't care how old you are. You living up under my roof, you got to honor the house. Because our house is a house of Bethel. It's a house of God. It's a house of God. No, and see, and, and we cannot dishonor God to please our children. Let your children stamp in there any time they want to do. God said, you're dishonoring me. You're letting your children do what they want to do and how they want to do it. Now, what we want our children to do, we want them to honor God. See, when they disrespect us, it's just a sign that they don't honor God. They don't know God. They don't have. See, I've learned. I don't look at the actions of people. The actions of people just shows me the root problem. And the root problem many times is that people don't honor God. And they'll honor other, they'll put other things above God and won't think twice about it. Won't think twice about it. I'm not sitting here saying that there should not be anything. Well, Pastor, I got to make a decision between God and something. No, it shouldn't even be a decision at all. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and, and direct you in, 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 in the will of the Lord. In the will of the Lord. But God is not going to put no confusion on you. He ain't going to, the division is from, from the enemy. He's not going to put any of that on us there. Amen. So do we have an understanding here? Amen. Do, do we all have an understanding? Because we must, if we're going to learn how to honor God, we must know who he is. We must understand what he wants. And thirdly, we must be open to correction. Because none of us come out of the womb perfect. We come out as sinners. And then it's through the grace of God that we get saved. And then we, we, then we get on this road, amen, of salvation. And then and we, and our salvation was through the justification, amen, just because of what he done for me. I'm saved now, and I'm going to heaven, amen. But I want heaven to come to the earth. And the way heaven comes to the earth is I become, I mean, a child of God. I become, I move from a child to a son of God. I, I move from a vessel of dishonor to a vessel of honor. I move to a place where God will be honored in my life, and he will bless you immensely. He will bless you immensely when he honors. And so you, we as parents, we, we have some tall tasks many of times because our children will try to force us to make a decision. If we're going with God, are we going to go with them? I'm here to tell you, look, I'm going with God. Amen. I'm going with God. I'm going with God. Amen. That's why we cannot spell the ride when they're young. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because they sure won't be able to handle it when they get older. Amen. So, so, so let's move forward today. Uh, uh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's move forward today. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 9. Proverbs 3, verse 9 here. Honoring the Lord. Honoring the Lord. How do we give him proper honor? We, we want to honor him. We got to know him. We got to know what he wants. We got to be willing to be corrected by the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3. When you get to chapter 3, please go to verse uh, 9. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. 
And we're, we're, we're launching out here. We're dealing, uh, speaking specifically and honoring the Lord in my giving. My giving. My giving. And uh, I want us to really understand this because all of us have come with, and I, I know I'm not going to be able to preach on everything about giving that needs to be proclaimed and preached uh, today. But my hope is more than important than anything in this series of honor is that you learn how to honor God and learn who he is and understand what he wants and be willing to be corrected. If you can understand that, you're well on your path of honoring God in every facet and every area of your life. There's four areas that the Lord want me to deal with as a church. The first, somebody say, my, my, my giving. The second one is say, my living. The third one is my loving. And the last one is my serving. These four things that we're going to deal with, that we're starting today with my giving. I said, well, Lord, well, you, you, maybe I should have started with the living. He says, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. Where the people's treasure is, so will their heart be. So you got to deal with the giving before you deal with the living. Because how their giving should match their living, amen? And if their giving is not matching their living, even they're dishonoring God, amen, or they're living by something else, amen? You hear what I'm saying? And that's usually that's dishonoring God. And so what I'm saying is, is that our living... Our giving should, and our living should, should marry up with one another. Amen? amen. Hallelujah. If you're struggling in, in, in your money, amen, you, you're probably struggling in your relationship with God. Well, I know what you're saying. Well, pastor, that's the problem. I can't trust God because I ain't got enough money. <laughs> what? You can't trust. So is it about money? Are you honoring God for money? Or are you honoring God for who he is? God, look, God, look, look, God don't want your money. God just don't want your money to have you. And so when your money has blocked you from serving the true and the living God, there's something wrong from the jump set. Oh, let's get on. We're going to go a little deeper. Amen. Let's just get on here. Are you at Proverbs chapter 3? Proverbs chapter 3. Look at uh, verse 9. It says, honor. Say, say, somebody say, honor. honor. The Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy what? Increase. So shall thy bonds be filled with plenty and thy precious to do what? Burst out with new wine. I like that. He says, now honor the Lord with thy substance. And we'll deal with the substance deals with your wealth and your riches. And the first fruits, the first fruits deal with the first in place, the first in time, the first in order or rank, the chiefest, the chief, the principal thing. So it says to honor the Lord in your wealth and your riches and with the first fruits, the first, uh, uh, the, the first that you get of all that increase. So what you're saying, Pastor, every time you get an increase, the first person you should honor is God. Well, break it to me, Pastor. Look, every time you get a promotion, every time you get anything by coincidence or accident, any time you get an increase, God should get the first of it. What you saying, Pastor? Yeah, you should honor God with the first of everything that you get. Amen? He, he wants the first of everything. Now, I don't have time to go all through the Old Testament, and you'll see that God actually said, look, the first animal, the first this, the first that, the first that. He wants the first of everything. What you saying, Pastor? He wants to be first. He wants to be first in our giving. See, this is the whole spirit of honoring God. He wants to be number one, not just in our, these other areas, but also in our giving. He wants to be number one in our giving. When it comes to you giving, he wants you to give your time. 
Your talent and your trip to who? First of all, to him. Well, first, how did I give my time? Well, what did you do when you got up this morning? If you did not, if you did not go to the hill, the holy hill of God, who shall ascend the holy hill of God except he that had clean hands and a pure heart? If you did not go to the hill this morning, well, why, 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 pastor? I go in the evening. No, you give him the first, the first what? The first part of your day. You don't give him when you tired and all busted up and the world them jumped on you all day and you come down, you're talking about you're going to give God some praise. You're getting ready to go to sleep. And the enemy got you in a figure four. You ain't got no, you can't do anything. Oh, Pastor, you don't know. I, I'm busy, Pastor. Look, I'm busy too. I got a full-time job. I got three teenagers. Look, I got a wife. I, look, 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 I, I pastor a church. So don't nobody got any excuses. You, you got to get up and, and come up in that hole. You got to hit that hill in the morning. Because if you don't hit that hill in the morning, you're going to come down. Look, you ain't going to go. If you don't go up, you ain't going to come down in him. You're going to wake up and you're waking up in your own world and doing your own thing. That's why you got to get up and go, go up where he at and what? Bring him back down. Amen. Show me your glory. Yes, sir. I, I, I can't walk in my story. I need your glory today, God. I need your power. I need everything that you have for me, Lord. I'm not doing this life without you. I'm not doing it without you. And so he wants our time. He wants our talents. You can't be serving everybody else and not serving the Lord. He wants your talents. He wants, he, he, yeah, he wants you to give the best part to him. He wants you to give it to him. So this is, why we, this is how we honor the Lord in, in, in our time, our talents, and also in our gifts, in our giving. We, order, we honor him first. We honor him first. Don't you look, man, when you honor God, look, God will make a way out of no way. God will make a job when you ain't got a job. Amen. I'm telling you, man, God, when we honor God, this is what he says. He says, prove me and see if I would not open up the wonders of heaven and pour out a blessing where you have not room enough to receive it. Let's look here. He says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. Now, as I was reading this, the Holy Spirit began to, to deal with me. He says, Pastor, see, this is the problem. You can't start out with honor. He said, back it on up to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can't honor nobody that you don't trust. And then he said, now don't stop there. Take them over to 1 and 7. And and 1 and 7 says, the fear of the Lord. He, yeah, what he say? He said they got to be some fear of the Lord. They got to be the trust of the Lord before they can be in an honor of the Lord. So, look, so, so <laughs> yeah, you need to hear this thing. So let's back it up here. Look, look at one and seven here. See, before you can even trust or honor the Lord, you got to trust him. But before you trust him, you got to be, you got to fear him. And this is a reverential fear. This is a honor of God. Look what it says here. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That word fear means reverence. It's the beginning of knowledge, but the fools despise what? Wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom and instruction from who? From God. We said earlier, All wisdom that comes from God comes from above. But he says that there is wisdom that's in this earth. It's it's sensual. It's devilish. We don't want the world's world's wisdom. This is why Paul said, I don't come to you in in, in, in enticing words of man's wisdom. But I come into you with the demonstration of the power. You know what I'm saying? Not that your faith will be in the words of man, but your faith will be in the power of God. You hear what I'm saying? What, What you're saying, Pastor? God trying to get some power to us. Some power to us. 
And I want us to understand that we must honor God in our giving. But in order to do this, you got to be able to trust him. And to be able to trust him, you got to be able to fear him. Now, now, now let, let me just cut right here because I've been dealing with our children, fathers and parents and children. Look, we got to teach our children the fear of the Lord. I'm not talking about them being afraid of the Lord. These are three things I've taught in this house before. I can't preach them all, but I, I so can remember. I can, I can give them to you. Amen. Three things that you got to understand about this thing. Amen. See, the first thing is, is that somebody say the Lord, the Lord shall return. That's, that's the truth. The, the, say, 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 wait, wait, let, let's put it this way first. Say, the Lord is real. <laughs> He's real. And we need to help our kids to understand that. And the way that they know that God is real in our life is they see how we react to God. How we react to the things of God. What's going on in our house, on our TV, in our, on our music, on what we do, what, the places that we go, the things that we say, the friends that we hang around. See, they must understand that the Lord is real. Somebody say, the Lord is real. The second thing they need to know is that the Lord is going to return. And our actions should be as if the Lord is going to return at any time. He is real. And when you know that he is real, you know he's going to return. So, but not only is it real, you got to teach our kids that the Lord is real. See, this is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is that we got to have a healthy respect and reverence for God. This is why we got to know who he is. And not only that, our kids must know who God is because that he is real. Somebody say he real. Somebody say he's going to return. And he's going to kick her here. He's going to repay. He's going to repay. You, we don't want our kids, neither do want, we want our lives on the wrong side of the letter sheet. Because he is real. He is going to return and he is going to repay. He's a fair God. He is an equitable God. What kind of God was not show up and folks have dishonored him and turned their back on him all their lives and God not going to deal with them? I'm telling you, God is real. Somebody said the fear of the Lord. We got to know, we got to see there's the fear of the Lord is gone in the earth nowadays. There's no one knowing that the Lord is real and that the Lord is going to return and that the Lord is going to repay. Amen. The fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom and knowledge here. Look what it said. This is Solomon. This is Solomon teaching his son. This is King Solomon speaking to David. The Proverbs of Solomon to his son David, the king of Israel. Now, don't you know if this is good enough for Solomon to speak this to David? It's good enough for us as parents to declare this to our children? That they must know the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So do you want your kid, uh, uh, this is why I like to say it here, even our own lives. Either we're going to be a tool in the hand of God or a toy in the hand of the devil. That's the only two sides of it. A tool. God wants us to be tools. Why do he want you to be a tool for him? A tool in his life and not a toy in the hand of the devil. I don't know about you. I want to be a tool. I want to be a tool for the Lord. So we see here the fear of the Lord. Somebody say the fear of the Lord. The second thing, look at Proverbs 3 and 5. Before we can honor him, we got to fear him. But we also got to trust him. Proverbs 3 and 5. It says, 
trust. This word trust is to be confident in him. Trust in the Lord. How? With all thy heart. That's how he wants us to love him. The same way we trust him. He says, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wants you to trust him the same way he wants you to be confident in your trust in him. When you know God, when you feel God, you'll trust God. There'll be a confidence in God. If he said it, he's going to do it. If his word says it, he's going to back over it. If I honor him, he's surely going to honor me. And so we see here, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do what? Lean not unto thy own understanding. Again, this is Solomon speaking to David. He says, son, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, lean not, lean not, lean not on your own understanding. What are we saying? We don't even want our kids even starting to lean that way on their own understanding. We want them to stay straight up and have a trust in the Lord. But they're going to look, they're looking at us. It's okay for the bill collector to call. We trusting in the Lord. You just say, I'm still got my trust in the Lord. Yeah, I know, look, I, yeah, I know things, you ain't got everything you want to have and they, your, your friends got all that. We still trusting in the Lord. We ain't going to do nothing crooked to get you something. We're trusting the Lord. I'm not going to go down to the barber shop and buy something, uh, 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 one of those hot ones, because you want to see the movie and I ain't got it. So you dishonor God the minute you go do that. Don't you? Th- look, look, come, come. look, guys, we better get off of this thing. I be at the barber shop seeing grandparents bring their kids in there to get them bootleg DVDs. And I say, you're not honoring God. You're not honoring God. Church going folk, flowing up and down up in that joint, man. I'm seeing it. I just shake my head. I said, God, there's no more fear of the Lord any longer. And what we done, we done stopped fearing the Lord, trusting in the Lord, and honoring the Lord. Guess what we on? We on the system. And so we're flowing just like the system flowing. If we're going to get the first look DVD, we're going down to the barber shop, rolling in there. What you got, man? Let me see your book. You're going to get what you want. You're going back home. Oh, honey, guess what I got? And tell the children, guess what I got? I, the, dad, the movie ain't even came out yet. Oh, I got my hook up. You're training your kids to be on the system of this world. You're training your kids to dishonor God and not to trust God, not to wait to go. The same thing when we take music and all these things, we're not honoring God. I'm trying to make it practical to us here. Because somebody might be saying, well, why my, why my whole, why my money ain't flowing right? And this ain't, it ain't because of God is all screwed up. We got to examine our own selves. And this is what I'm saying. We got to know who God is. We got to know what God wants. But here go the kicker. Am I willing to be corrected? And he said that he chastises everyone that's his sons. And so what you're saying, Pastor, we we serve a father that loves us so much that he's going to correct us along the way. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be anointed and have the power of God. But you got to do it his way. You can't do it your way. It has to be his way. Can can somebody just put their hands together and give God some praise? I'm preaching much better. But I've come to understand I don't need to have the applause of the people for God's words to be true. Oh, yeah, his word true now. It's true. It's true. It's going to go out and do whatever it needs to do. And so I just want to encourage us as the people of God. People see, let your light so shine so that people will see your works and glorify your father in heaven. What you saying, pastor, when you go out and buy something bootleg, when you go do something bougie and go do something crazy, people are looking at you and they're judging your God. 
Because they're the same breath. Oh, come on down here to the church. Well, we got it going on. Well, oh, the spirit of the Lord is in there. And I know somebody asked, well, how in the world is the spirit up in there and you living like you living? I'm talking about we got the honor of the Lord. We got the he wants honor. What is my honor that he's saying here? And so we got to have the fear of the Lord. And then we got to trust the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, what? Acknowledge, in what? All of our ways. Acknowledge him. And he should do what? Direct our path. And then look what it goes on to say. Here, don't finish there. It says, look, verse 7. Be not wise in thy own eyes. What? Fear the Lord. That's what we just got through with. Before you can trust him, you got to do what? Fear the Lord. It says, fear the Lord and do what? Depart from evil. Man, I believe after the day, there are some places you ain't going to go back to. There are some things that you're not going to do any longer. There are some things you said, look, nah, I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. I'm leading out into my own understanding, amen, because he's going to direct my path, amen. And I look, look, I, I ain't doing anything. Look, I'm not doing anything that's contrary to my God. And look, I'm not going to be wise no longer. In my, that's the kicker right there. He said all that other stuff. Then he said, oh, let me get you. Be not wise in your own eyes. The devil would duke you. Oh, I done arrived. I'm there. I'm this, that, and the other. I got this going on. It's flowing for me. And right at that minute, you start to be wise in your own eyes. What I'm saying is this. Look, 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 look. You cannot start with him and then halfway do the thing and say, well, we're, look, we'll switch positions now. And, and I'll be wise now. Now, he is the all wise guy. You'll never be wiser than he is. You'll never be wiser than God. I mean, you got to start with him and finish with him. I'm telling you to bring him the glory that is due his name. If you get by halfway and switch the, switch the seats up, you're getting ready to have a wreck. I'm telling you, you're you getting ready to be exposed. One thing about it is God loves us so much, he will expose us. He is a gentleman. He will tell the Holy Ghost. First of all, he'll bring the Holy Ghost to you because God is, God is loving, caring, sharing. And this is how you do it. Just like your child. Oh, I give him a check the first time, mother. But look, then, then I tell you, then, look, hey, I need you to do that. I swing back by there. That thing ain't done, mother. Okay, look, boy, you getting a courtesy pass for this time around. The third time, well, we dealing, brother. I'm coming with fire. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear no excuse. I don't want to hear this, that, and other. Because now two or three days done passed by, and that thing in the same place, that shoe in the same place it was at. It's a, right in the middle of the dining room. You hear what I'm saying? And it's the same way. We cannot become, in our children sometimes, and even us as adults, we can move through this thing and we get to a place in our walk with God and we begin to become wise in our own eyes. He said, don't become wise in your own eyes. And he said, but depart from evil. Because when you become wise in your own eyes, you're going to find yourself in evil. In e- That's what the scriptures say. Now you can break it down and interpret it any way you want to. That's what it says. That's what, that's what he's saying to us here. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Amen. Trust in the Lord and depend upon him here. And then it says it should be, somebody say M&M. He said it should be health to thy neighbor. That's medicine. And marrow to thy bones. That's moisture. Medicine and moisture. Amen. What you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, man, when you trust in the Lord, amen, with all your heart, lean on it, I'm telling you, there's a freshness that comes to you. Oh, there's a healing that come over your body. I mean, you ain't worried about that. God is just being good. He's relaxing you. Amen. It's just like this. He says, Lord, would you go with me? The Lord said, I know you by name. He said, yes, sir. He said, he said, I know you by name. He said uh, that he loved him. And this is what he said. He says, I will go with you and I will give you rest. 
rest. The Lord wants us to have rest. Rest in him. That don't mean we don't do anything for the Lord. That means he wants us to rest in who he is. He wants us to rest in who he is. Can you handle some more today? We got a few more places we want to go here. Amen. Now, now, now let's, let's look here. So he goes back now to honor. And it means to esteem and to respect the Lord. Three and nine. Honor the Lord. So we understand the only way we can honor the Lord, we got to trust him. And in, in order to trust him, we got to fear him. Amen. So that we can honor him with the first. Somebody say the first. Our first fruits, our first. See, we honor the Lord by giving him the first part of our income, the first part of our lives, the first part of our day. Amen. And I, and I said here, it's, it's not the money that he wants. He wants your heart. And he don't want the God of money to become your God. And so, therefore, that's why you got to give unto him what belongs to him. It keeps your heart right concerning him and also concerning money. I've told y'all in this house, you got to learn how to have, hold, and handle money. Because if you don't learn how to have, hold, and handle it, he'll teach you that it'll have, hold, and handle you. You know what I'm saying? Because money, see, see, it's, it's not money is not the master. It's the God of the money. It's mammon. The God of mammon. He is the God of the money. He's the God of the riches of this world. You got to make sure that you serving the true and the living God and not the God of mammon. What you talking about, Pastor? Well, I th- thank you for asking. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 13. Let's go with Matthew 13 here. See, when we allow the money to become our master, we begin to despise God and we're going after the God and we don't want to despise, we want to honor him. And in order to honor him, we must give what belongs to him. We must give the first which belongs to him. Matthew chapter 3, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. I want you to see this. We're not going to stay here long. Matthew 6 verse 24. When you get there, please say amen. 6 and 24. And it reads here, it says, no man can serve two masters. You see that? See, it says, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to one and do what? Despise the other. This is honor and dishonor. He says, no man can serve two masters. Now, you remember when back in, uh, when Malachi spoke this? He says, if I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a a master, where is my fear? That's what he was asking on behalf of God. He says, a son will honor his father, a master, the servant. He said, but now if I be a father, which he was speaking on the behalf of the Lord thy God, is is the God not our father? So God is saying, if I be a father, where where, where, where is my reverence? Where is my, my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? He says, where is it at? He's asking this. And now he's dealing with them specifically. Jesus is in their giving. And we're talking about my giving. Amen. And we to know the Lord. We got to know what the Lord wants. Say he wants the first. He wants the first of everything in our lives. He wants the first. Because this is the reality of God gave it to you first. He gave you the power to get wealth. He gave you the power to work on your job. He gave you the power. He gave you even men. He gave you your wife. Women, he gave you your husbands. Amen. He gave, he gave that to you. See, God, what he wants us to be is this. He wants us to be stewards of that which he gave. Stewards over our money. Stewards over our family. Stewards over the church. Stewards over, stewards over everything. Stewards over our job. He wants us to be stewards of it. Because time he could tell you, look, hey, it's time to get out of here. It's time to go. It's time to bust a move. But if that has become your God, now God got to pull you away from your God. You understand, know but when you honor God, when God say to season it up, oh, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I tell the folks at work, look, I say, ain't no personal pictures on the wall up in here. 
they come in my cubicle and say, Pastor, your cubicle, they say, Eric, your cubicle is, is kind of clean up here, everything in place. I said, look, I said, all y'all going to have to do is change the name on the outside of the cubicle. Just go get a little another sign and put somebody outside. The files are already in order. Everything is clean. I ain't got no picture of my wife and kids and all here. Because, look, I ain't planning on being here long. I'm just in here for when the Lord say go, I'm going to let somebody know I'm out of here and I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Trying to get all comfortable up in that joint. I mean, folks, I'm telling you, you go to some folks, you think they live there. My God. Well, since I can't be at home, I guess I have my family all here with me. And there's nothing wrong with having your family in your kitchen. Like, please get that right. Because some folks, you got to put them on notice. I got a man. <laughs> I got a family and I love my man. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm my wife. Amen. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, look. Oh, they know I love, look, see, but, but where I'm at, they, love, they know I love God too much. Get caught up in any mess. Any mess out there. Amen. Yeah, you ain't got to come to my cubicle and figure out who I'm for. Amen. Matter of fact, you ain't, they ain't got to have no big cross on the wall or any of that. Amen. You should know, look, the plant, it feels different because I'm up in here. Amen. I'm not talking about it's me. Amen. It's me and the others that are there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But it says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, you hear that? And love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what? Mammon. Now, mammon is the God of riches. The riches of what, pastor? The riches of this world. And what, it, what Jesus is saying here is you got to put God's kingdom first. You cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to serve the God of this world or you're going to serve the God, the true and the living God. And you got the, the God of mammon is the God of the riches of this world. And the Bible tells us that, that the love, uh, uh, he says us to love not the world, neither what the things that are in the world. For those that love the world, the love of what the father is not on the inside of them see money is not money can become your master particularly if you buy to the god of the money but money can't be your master and the way it won't be your master is that you serve a true and a living god and you know the purpose of money the purpose of money is for it to flow and for it to move. And God, when God is flowing through you, he's storing through you. You know what I'm saying? God is blessing you to be a blessing to other people. But it's not for us to store up and to keep up and to hold up. Amen. God is a perpetual giver. Just as you are a perpetual sower, he is a perpetual reaper. Will you be? He wants us to continue to give. So somebody say, I do not and will not serve the God of mammon. I renounce you. In the name of Jesus, and I serve the true and the living God in my giving. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, we must make a choice if we're going to serve the true God or the God of riches of this world. See, the Lord owns everything, as I said earlier, and he wants us, as we honor him, he gives us more stewardship. He gives us more, more to do what? Not more to store, more to oversee for his glory. Amen. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. He got to be able to get it through you. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This is where we're going to end at. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be able to. I just want to give you, I want you to understand, because some of you may be here and say, Pastor, I, 
I struggle in my giving, Pastor. See, some of us got God on a budget. That means that you and your family out and sat down, you and your wife and sat down and said, this is what God going to get a month. This is it. Or this is what fits to our budget. That, that, that's not how, you don't do that to God. Amen. Think about if God did that to you. Amen. Okay, so, well, all right, let me get my, let me see, well, no, I don't put them down on the bottom this month. I don't, I don't care about them. See, but God can only honor you to the measure and the degree that you honor him. That's what his word says. And then think about this. He says, those that despise me, I lightly esteem. Isn't that amazing? That he giving you something even when you despise him. He said, I lightly esteem you. That's how much love that he has in you. That he ain't just going to drop the shoe on you. He says, I just lightly esteem them. But he says, they that honor me, I honor them. He said, I honor them. There may be someone here today say, Pastor, I, I, I got problems with giving. I, I just I just got problems with giving. God need to help me with my giving. It's just like this. Did God help you with your salvation? How did your salvation come? It was through the grace of God. You had to do what? Receive it and believe it. That's what you had to do. Giving is the same way. It's a grace. You just got to make up your mind. It's just like when you got saved, now you got to make up your mind that I'm going to live like I'm saved. By the power of the Holy Spirit, because I cannot do it in and of my own self. I got to talk to God. I got to open up his word, for his word is living. And I got to understand that. And this is what changes me. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. That's the same. This is the salvation process. It's the same way in your giving. If, if, if you understand that you're saved, see, most folks ain't giving right. You're not living right. Because you never understood what it meant to be saved. I'm here to tell you, I've been, look, ever since we've been saved, how long, Pastor? 22 years. And I'm telling you, I've been giving to God tithe and offering for 22 years. You didn't have to convince me. When I heard the word, when I got the understanding of it, I, as a matter of fact, no, when I heard it, I didn't even have to have the understanding because I knew that a God saved a wretch like me because he saved me. I said, well, I'm going to give as much as I look. I'm going to give everything that the Lord requires of me. See, and we got to get a revelation of the difference. You don't pay your tithe. You give your tithe. We paying our tithe. That's just like paying a bill. You tipping God. We ain't tipping God. Nah, we make up in our mind. We come with a cheerful heart. We going to give the first of our first. We going to give the first of our increase. We going to give out of our substance, which is our wealth and our riches. We going to give out of the first fruits of our increase. Every time we get paid, we going to bring the first unto the Lord. We're going to bring it to the Lord. That's why, oh, read Haggai. He said, you sit up in your houses, and my house, amen, is lacking, and you sitting up in your house, everything going right, your air conditioning, everything moving, and you lack. He said, look, let me tell you something. He said, you gave, he said, you gave, and you didn't get anything in return. He said, your giving system ain't working out for you because you ain't giving what you're supposed to be giving. Now, somebody said, well, pastor, I'm giving. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there, Pastor. You got the, his grace and mercy is sufficient for me. Well, how long is it supposed to be sufficient? All your life? I'm here to tell you when I got saved, I knew I was saved. Look, I, I, I had to have some correction. I remember, I remember coming up with my little red BMW coming up to church one time. I was on the parking lot, and I pulled up in there, man. And, got a pilot, and one of the brothers asked me, he says, what's that up there on your dashboard? I said, man, that's my fuzz buster. Your fuzz buster? I said, yeah, man, that's my thing that keep them cops won't catch me, man, when it goes off. You know the fuzz buster, man. See, I'm a new babe in Christ. 
I'm saved, I'm given, you see, but I still needed to be corrected on some things. And that brother was wise enough to pull me to the side. I said, man, what's that right there? I said, that's a fuzz buster, man. He said, man, now, now you know you live for God. We're to obey the law. He ain't just talking about the biblical law. He's talking about that law that said 35 on that sign there. And you trying to get, you want to catch the cops. <laughs> Think about that. That's somehow some of us do God. Let, let, let me put a little. Let, let me put a little thing up here because I'm not going to obey his law. I'm going to do it. But I put a little thing up here. Maybe when, when things get real bad, then I'll start giving what I'm supposed to be giving and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, God said, uh-uh, that ain't what I call you to. I want the first right out of the gate. I saved your stinking behind. I put life into you. I gave you what you got. You take an inventory of what you got. I gave every bit of it to you. Not only that, I bankrupt heaven. I gave my only begotten son and graced you with my Holy Spirit. And you can't give me what belongs to me. And what he's saying is, he says, you got to understand, do you serve the true and the living God? Or do you serve the God of this world? Do you serve mammon? We got to understand that. I don't care how much money it is that you got to bring unto the Lord. You got to bring it. You got to bring it because you understand he is a big God that has blessed you in a big way. And you got to start where you're at. You know, I told you last week, you can't look. Look, if you're only making a dollar a month, amen, you got to bring that penny. If you're making 10, this is what the kids can even get on this. Parents, put something in your kid's hand. If it ain't nothing but a penny, so they can learn to give it to the God. I mean, every week, they got to get into practice and this thing. So when they grow older, they're going to bring something to God. They'll know they sort of bring something to God. And what I'm saying unto you is this. If, if, if you, okay, if you make $20 a month, all right, that's what? 20 cents. $200 a month, that's what? $20. Amen? What I say? $20? Okay, well, y'all know what I mean. Amen? Y'all get things straight. All right? <laughs> Amen? A tenth. You bring the first which belongs to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But as I said last week, this is where the problem comes when you start making 1000 a month. You got to bring what? A hundred? See, if you don't get in on it when it's a dime, you're going to have a problem with it when it becomes a thousand or ten thousand. You know what I'm saying? It's going to blow your mind. I know somebody says, I said, like somebody said, Pastor, I'm waiting to hit the lottery. If you ain't giving now, when that lottery come, we ain't even going to know where you at. You ain't even going to be in the house of the Lord any longer. You got to get on this now. Well, Pastor, how do I do it, Pastor? He graced you to do it. Amen. You ain't, it, ain't, no, it ain't about thinking about it and, and all this, that, and the other. Look, you make space for whatever you want. If you want a new pair of shoes, you're going to have them shoes for not for long. You, you, you're going to do it. You, you'll sacrifice something to go get them shoes or to go get that pocketbook. Go get your wig done and your nails done. You know what I'm saying? Us men, we do the same. We'll, we'll, we'll go play our golf and, and go do our little thing. We'll, look, we'll do what we need to do. Yeah. We'll do what we need to, to include taking our family on vacation. Yeah. Let me go and get up in the house now. I've been playing around. We'll do that. We'll hold back what belongs to God. That's why giving goes down in the summertime. Because folk, hold on. Well, we, we supposed to have fun this summer. This is recreational and all of that. But do you know that you're going to have to pay on the other end for that? I mean, God, look, God, God will not be mocked. You can't play with God like that. Not when you know better. That's one thing not to know. That, that's why Paul said, I, be not ignorant, brothers. See, that's one thing to be ignorant. Mother, if I'm ignorant about it, it's because I didn't know any better. But when you know, but know, but know, ignorance, you can't even play the ignorance card any longer. 
Y'all need to hear me. I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I'm trying to get something to you. This is how Paul said. Paul said, I don't need, I didn't need anything personally. He said, no, I need you to give so that fruit can what, abound into your account. Your account. I want you to be faithful to God. Amen. Because see, people need us. People need what we can do together as a church. Bring together can be a blessing. Amen. Can be a blessing. Where am I here? Where my glasses at? Amen. Here go. I got them in here. Amen. We're going to see this last scripture. We're going out of here. Okay. <laughs> Where you at? Second Corinthians. Chapter what? Verse 1. Y'all look at this. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to what? Wit or to make known unto you of what? The grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now, y'all hear this. Well, Pastor, how am I going to do it? Somebody say, by the grace of God. This is how you do it. This is how you give. The same way you got saved. Through the grace of God. You just got to make up in your mind that I'm going to honor God. And when I honor God, I'm going to bring God what rightfully. And that means if I have to do without something, I'm going to get, see, because God, God wants you to have it. It's in the season that you need it, though. If I have to do without something, I'm going to give God what belongs to God. Because all of us can afford to do without something. I can pull all of you up, go to all of your closets, go out to all of your houses and see what you got, see what you just stored up, see what you have here. We can all afford to do without something. Amen. We can all do this. It looks here. He says, moreover, brother, when we do with the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. Now, somebody say again, the grace of God. See, this grace today is going to be bestowed upon you because of the word that's coming forth. See, it's the grace of God that allows you to give. If this church was grace to give, look, look how they got, they gave. How that in a great trial of affliction. Somebody right now, you got affliction going on in your finances. An affliction going on in your life. And, and look, it says, now how in a great trial of affliction and the abundance of their joy. Doesn't that sound like an oxymoron? How can you have an affliction and an abundance of joy when, when, when God, when you honor God? You understand when God is in your life, there could be affliction going on, but you still got joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because you go up to the mountain, no matter what it looked like around you, no matter the affliction that's coming. The Bible says they that live godly shall suffer persecution. They're going to be afflicted. Look, you better be lucky that you're in the United States. Go, look, just, just going on and going on and trance over to, uh, 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 let's start, Israel, Gaza. Uh, 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 where, where you want to go? Syria. Uh, where else you want to go? Libya. Well, you got some other place you want to be? Uh, where else you want to uh, Iraq. Iran, where you want to be? Pick some places you want to be. We're in the best. Look, boy, you're in the best place you can be. You want to go over to the border? Let's go to Mexico. Where you want to go? You want to go without they cutting heads off on a regular basis? Where you want to go? We're blessed, church. God has honored us for where we're at even now. We're, look, we're in the house of God. You want to go to Africa, North Africa, where they're going up in churches on, on, the, on the day and killing folk? Do you want to experience that? That's what's happening in Iraq. Christians are running up in the hill. We hadn't seen anything yet. Brother, you, you, look, if you can't honor God just for that alone, for your safety, something wrong. For our safety, the safety of our families. And we're a blessing to be a blessing even here up in the natty. The dirty natty. All the craziness going on up around here. 
But we got to honor God. Look, we need the angels and everything on our sisters. We must be able to honor God. So how do we do it, Pastor? Somebody say through the grace of God. See, it's the grace of God that would allow you to give in a great trial. And the affliction, you will have an abundance of joy because you got to have joy to give. It says when you give, give what? Give, give when you're excited. Give with cheerfully. So even when you've been afflicted, amen, if you have the grace of God upon your life to give, you're going to have joy in your giving even when affliction going on. I don't know about you. I, every time I get my tie, everything ain't going well. Shoot, man. Look, I can look. There are 10, 11 other things that I can do with, with this thing. But I've made up in my mind I'm honoring God. I'm going with God all the way. And God has always blessed Pastor Angela and I. All of our needs have been met. Do we have everything we want? Absolutely not. But we have everything that we need in the time and the season that we're living in. And I'm here to tell you, overflow is right around the corner. And when I flow in it, I ain't going to make no apologies to nobody or anything. You want to know why? Because I've been trusting. I've been living. I've been giving all along the way. And my due season is getting ready to show up. And when I walk in it, you can't, you look, the only way you're going to understand my living, just go look at my giving. Just go look at my giving. You can look at my giving right now. I give, and I'm going to always be a giver. I said, Lord, my prayer is I don't want nobody to be able to outgive me in this house. I don't care if they're millionaire, trillionaire. I'm going to always give unto you, God. I want you to bless me as you bless these people. Bless this house. Bless me, Lord. Let me be an example unto your people, Lord. See, I can't be no hypocrite up here preaching. And let me get all you preachers straight, amen? All you ministers out here, you cannot despise God's poor pit, and you ain't a giver. Amen. I ain't talking about no tithe. I'm talking about a giver. I'm bringing your tithe and your offering and giving your life to the Lord. And you talking about you want to preach. Yeah. Nah, brother. I don't want to preach anything if my life, if my giving ain't right. Because if my giving ain't right, my living ain't right. And guess what? I haven't given myself unto the Lord. So the best I'm going to get up, I'm going to conjure up an old word that I got out of somebody's book that I got, I, amen, uh, that come to me in the midnight hour by some other spirit. And I'm going to say what I want to say versus saying what God want to say. You got to be a vessel of to honor. Look, I ain't just talking to ministers. I'm talking about everybody sitting up in here. Every one of us, we want to honor God. Say, I want to honor God. I want to honor God in my giving. Let's look here. I'm, I'm about to finish here. The Lord going to let, we got up out of here. Look at verse three. He said now, look at verse two. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty did what? Abounded until their what? The riches of their what? Liberality. They're giving here. The simplicity in their giving. It says, for, for to their power, I bear record. Yea, and beyond, he testified, and yea, beyond their power, they were what? Willing of themselves. What does God want? He wants you to be what? Willing. He wants you to yield your will to his will. He wants you to be a willing vessel. They that are willing and obedient shall eat what? The fruit of the land. It got to be a willingness. God not going to make you do this thing, put a gun up to your head. You got to bring what belongs to God because God deserves it and you want to honor him. I got two people sleeping in this house. Y'all better wake up, shake them. Wake up, wake up, wherever you are. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. See, the devil, I put this figure four on four and put adults to sleep so you won't be able to hear the truth and the living word of God. I mean, we need to get some buddy checks going around here. You look around and you see your buddy sleep, you hit him. It ain't because the word is boring. I know that's the truth. 
We got to get a hunger for thirst for righteousness, church. I don't care how many times you heard it. Don't get comfortable with the house of God, with the man of God, in particular with God. Don't get comfortable with me. I done told you, I'm changing. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm ch- and I hope you're changing. We should be changing every week. Amen. Don't, don't come with that same game you came with me last week. Look, man, I done, I done moved way beyond that, man. <laughs> nah, nah. Don't keep me on your level. I'm going with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we got to stay up. Amen. Go to sleep or something. Amen. Take you some get up or whatever. Amen. We got to be up in the house of the Lord.